0: Aaron Rodgers chose the Jets, and that has been on In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a
1: ham and egger move.
2: What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They they have a real shot to get to...
3: And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup
4: with Travis Sparks. Number four, Charles Barkley. The, loud, the loud, round, the loud, the
2: round of mound rebound. of rebound. Easy for me to say. And Eric Fry. However, by being
3: caustically cost- optimistic, it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
4: Welcome in. Uh, Happy Tuesday uh, to you out there. Taco Tuesday, if you will. It's October 3rd, 2023. And the starting lineup is live on the air here on 98.9 The Game ESPN Radio. And it's a, a great day uh, to be here. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry here with you. And uh, coming up uh, during the course of the program, we got some local sports to uh, talk about. We got some NTC tournament baseball action from yesterday. Final four is set for Wednesday, and we'll tell you about those games coming up here in uh, just a little bit. And Wasso we'll checking on those uh, sectional scores from boys and uh, girls uh, golf. There, who's advancing from around the area to the uh, state. Tournament and we'll also hit up on. We had a lot of football yesterday with mm-hmm. high school, of course, and the NFL. We talked about in the uh, podcast. We'll get to the Monday night football game uh, that happened uh, last night, but uh, we didn't explore college football a whole heck of a lot. And we need to dive into that because mm-hmm. we need to uh, hit up on uh, some Illinois football as. As you might have guessed, alluded to yesterday, that your boys your boys hurt. Your boy's down, uh, right now with the the fighting eye So uh we gotta talk about it. I gotta have some therapy or something. I gotta be put on the couch and uh, psychiatrist. Come sit, gotta, yeah, I gotta talk about it and just vent my feelings and uh everything. So uh that's coming You're up. You want to talk to about it? <laughs> I know, I know. Maybe not the best person to uh, go to to vent my feelings, but uh one on one at least. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk about it and uh we'll see where we go from here and uh, take a peek at what we have in store for this week in uh, college of football. And hey, we have a, a Friday night game again for the uh fighting Illini. It's against Nebraska but we're favored in that that tells you where Nebraska is as a program i think so uh we'll we'll get into it and uh, we'll also hit up on the MLB playoffs, of course, as uh, unfortunately neither one of our teams are uh, going to be a uh, partaking in the postseason. But uh, we'll take a look at the uh, wild card series that began today and later on today. Those wild card games, a couple of those will be on this station mm-hmm. right here, as we'll have later on. We'll have coverage of the Rangers and Rays series, as well as the Diamondbacks versus Brewers series. And uh, that all gets underway. Uh, today, so yep. uh, 30. Also, coming up in uh, the uh, podcast, we'll hear from a couple area coaches. We'll hear from the undefeated six and zero Arthur Lovington out with him and the Knights and a coach Jefferson, uh, talking about uh, their game the other night and uh, previewing this week's, as well as uh, Villagrove head coach Heath Wilson, as well going to be joining the program, as well getting back to five hundred for the blue devils mm-hmm. there and of course that can be found in the podcast find that pod wherever you find your favorite podcast itunes spotify the website femradio.com as well as a good place to find uh, that so uh, let's get this thing rolling and uh, let's uh, get it started and let's get it started with what we always do is first things first before we get into the show
3: First things first.
0: They've done it on the legs of the quarterback Jones. He's got three wide. He sends them in motion. Right foot ahead of his left. Shot fence tack. back three. Runs right throw.
5: Intercepted. It's picked up on the play with throw. The five on the numbers upfield. The 20. The 30. Breaks a tackle. 50. Angles to the middle. The 30. The 20. Far side 10. Five. Foot race. Touchdown. Touchdown.
4: It's a Seattle pick six. Devin Witherspoon. That's our guy Devin Witherspoon on the pick six last night. And that was from Westwood 1 for you as they had the coverage last night. And Kevin Harlan. They're one of the best in the business and called that 97 yard pick six and we already knew what Devin Witherspoon was, but this was the coming out party for him and I was so happy uh, for him that he had himself a a night last night and it was kind of uh, put the icing on top of the cake and the crown on top of the helmet. Therefore, Devin Witherspoon with that uh, pick six and as bleak as the Illini season has been so far this season, glad to see one of our guys shine and the pros and Devin Witherspoon had a great night last night, and that was just uh, the icing on top of the cake uh there for uh Seattle and devin witherspoon yeah, last and, night
2: and Travis you know that was just a bad uh just <laughs> just, just awful yeah
4: game it wasn't uh much. it wasn't the the best, most exciting game. Mm-mm. Mm -hmm. because uh, I think I heard Pat McAfee on the first take this morning said the Giants did just enough to kind of keep it close so you kind of had to keep watching just in case the Giants would do something Uh, but uh, ultimately well they did not they did a whole lot of nothing and they uh, had Daniel Jones get sacked eight times Mm -hmm. into this one as the Seattle defense with that pick six and just put a Exclamation point on a beautiful night for Seattle's defense for fantasy purposes. Just a chef's kiss by our eye guy, yes. Devin Witherspoon, yes. there at the very end. So thank you very much, sir.
2: And Travis, you know, as bad as it has been for the Bears, yeah. it has been. Is... I saw an interesting stat. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The Giants have led for 19 seconds this season. Yep. Now, they have a win <laughs> in that 19 seconds. Right. But this season, they have led for 19 seconds.
4: That's that's crazy. Crazy.
2: Can we can we say Daniel Jones is not the guy?
4: Ugh. Yeah, there's a lot of that conversation happening today, and uh, they might be spot on with that, the way the season's gone yeah. so far. Yeah. They're the first uh, four games, so and, that's not too far off. And, it,
2: again, it goes back. It's kind of the, the thing with the Bears, only it's the opposite you're not going to get rid of the coach. Right, yeah. Because he's, he, he's new.
4: Yeah. No, you can't do that. So
2: you're not going to get rid of the coach, so it's got to be the quarterback.
4: Hmm. Yeah. I, I think so. I think that's the only place that you can turn uh, there for that perspective. I don't know what the Giants' depth chart uh, looks like, but they uh, have a problem on their hands because they already paid him. So yep. they – they're paying him all this money, and then they basically have to play him. Yeah, to justi- have a choice. To justify that contract uh, there. But uh, it was it was pretty bad. So, uh, the stats that I saw that uh, Dan Jones was uh, sacked eight times. He must have got a couple more sacks after I turned off the game because uh, this here on ESPN has him getting sacked 10 times. Uh, but uh, that's uh, no matter where you slice it, it's uh, tough. And a tough night there for uh, Daniel Jones, and it was a rough night for uh, Geno Smith as well. He wasn't outstanding by any means, but he also got taken out of the game as well. He got had a low hit, and he ended up coming out, and Drew Locke ended up getting into the game uh, there for uh, Seattle. But uh, Devin Witherspoon, he not only did have that 97-yard interception return for a TD, he also had four quarterback pressures, seven tackles, and two sacks on the game as well, and he also made some history as well. Uh, Devin Witherspoon is the only NFL player, rookie or not, to have two-plus sacks and a 95-plus yard touchdown in the same game since that, sacks became an official stat for defenders in 1982. No other rookie has two-plus sacks and a 95-plus yard uh, return over the course of an entire season, mm. and Devin Witherspoon did it one game last night.
2: Love it. Love it. Yeah. Make a lot of proud.
4: Yeah, certainly Don't have so. Don't a lot to
2: be proud of this year. So.
4: maybe that's why we, we of course we knew all, all the talent that the Atlanta lost in the secondary. Maybe that's one of the reasons why were such a struggle uh, this season is yeah, because he's be, playing in the league. To be fair to Devin Witherspoon, he's not the run game or the quarterbacks so. offense or the offensive line. You're, uh, you're trying, Travis. I appreciate <laughs> I the effort. I am trying. So, uh, yeah, that was just a, a bad game to get through, and it's just one of those one of those Monday night games that you just had to truck through. And the Giants had no hope. They had uh, no, Saquon Barkley didn't even play in the game again, so uh he was out and he was not looking uh, too enthused on the sidelines uh, They're in a street clothes and um Coach Stable didn't really look too pleased with that last interception there to Witherspoon uh their frustrations there but Seattle gets the win a twenty a four to three in an ugly contest and uh Seattle's three and one now on the season and they'll already enter their bye week uh coming up. This week, early
2: for a bye week.
4: Yeah, I think uh, the Seahawks and Bucks have a bye this upcoming week. So, um, the uh, week number four season, or week number four of the NFL season, wrapped up there last night, and it all gets started. It does get better though, right? No, not really. In prime time with the Bears and Commanders on Thursday night football. Uh, coming up. Tickets as low as $45 there at FedEx Field if you're interested there in no, Washington. I am
2: not interested, Travis.
4: Oh boy, there's already... I forgot there's a couple other teams on buys as well. Cleveland and the Chargers are on buys as well. And also you can get excited as well because another London game this time around. And it is involves the Jags as well. It's a little bit of an advantage, right? State over there You'd yeah, have to think. It would have to be. So, uh it's Jacksonville and Buffalo at 8:30. That's
2: a decent game.
4: Oh yeah, it should be. And Sunday morning? Sunday morning, NFL Network. None uh, of that. ESPN yep. Plus, Disney Plus. Nope. Not this time around. I'll be watching but... that. <laughs> it should be a good game though. Uh but uh, those are two of the games that are headlining the schedule. Uh, Next week, at least from a primetime perspective, you got uh, in a Sunday Night Football next week, a good one between Dallas and uh, San Francisco out in San Fran and Kansas City. We already mentioned on yesterday's show whether uh, Taylor Swift will be there in Minnesota or not, but we'll have to see. Uh, The Jets, they're at uh, the Broncos. Uh, The Bengals try to get right against the Cardinals. This is a sneaky good one. Uh, The Eagles against the Rams. Uh, you got Baltimore at Pittsburgh, New England hosting New Orleans, the Giants there at Miami, and Titans, they visit the Colts. Detroit, they host Carolina, and Houston is at Atlanta there. The matchups coming up for week number five of the NFL season. And I'll get started there. Thursday Night Football mm-hmm. with the Bears and Commanders. All right, uh, so we'll step away, and uh, we'll uh, return uh, talking about some uh, local sports, local baseball action from yesterday in the NTC uh, tournament, as well as uh, some volleyball and uh, some uh, boys and girls uh, sectional action. And we'll take a look at that all coming up next here on the starting lineup.
3: The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back.
1: Your trips to Rule King just got more rewarding. Say hello to Rule King Rewards. Earn points with every purchase you make in-store. On farm supplies, feed, clothing, tools, and more. Get a $5 reward for every 500 points. The more you buy, the better it gets. Don't waste another minute. You could be earning points right now. Sign up at the register today. It's totally free and easy. Reap the rewards at your neighborhood Rule King. America's farm and home store. mammograms save lives but some are unable to afford the exam mums for moms will change that 10 inch mums grown by our very own jeff nally will be for sale in the hshs saint anthony's memorial hospital women's wellness center parking lot at 900 west temple avenue in effingham on wednesday october 4th starting at 7 a.m proceeds help women in need by providing support and resources during their treatment so come by buy a mum to honor a special lady mums for moms is made possible by saint anthony's women's wellness center and these caring sponsors
0: John Boos Factory Showroom and Outlet, Milano and Grundle Engineers, Beecher City Food Liner, Eubinger's Furniture, Barlow Lock and Security, The Country Closet, Andy's HealthSmart Pharmacy, First National Bank of Brownstown, Kirby Foods Effingham, Wente Plumbing, Wabash Communications Fiber, Sloan's Auto Body and Repair, Washington Savings Bank, Home Farmers Mutual, First State Bank of Beecher City, Fox Holler Coffee, and Tezopolis State Bank.
4: the starting lineup. Welcome back in to the uh, podcast of the uh, starting lineup here on uh, 98.9 and nope nope, redo that. On 98.9 the game. Nope, nope redo that. Welcome back in to the starting up here on 98.9. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, hanging out with you. Let's take a look at some local sports that happened yesterday. And we'll get all started in baseball as the uh, in the TSC tournament, baseball-style got underway yesterday as all the higher seeds hosted uh, these uh, games, uh, and it was uh, St. Anthony, the number one overall seed. Uh, they got the win over the uh, nine seed. Nioga and this one was a 12-2 to final score. As it started out well for Nioga, they picked up two in the first inning, uh, but then San uh, Anthony with an answer of three right back there, and then San uh, Anthony just poured it on from there. They had two in the bottom of the third, bottom of the fourth. They also got two more runs, and then bottom of the fifth, they ended things with the 10-run uh, rule there with five. In the bottom of the uh, fifth, uh, Link, he went the distance, he went five innings, only giving up four hits, a couple of walks, and a one strikeout. Actually, Ruhaul actually came in and finished things off there in the uh, final inning. Uh, there, uh, he had Brock Fear Day, he had a couple RBIs, so did a Caney in this one, and Link also had two RBIs as well, and Repke added two RBIs, so therefore. Uh, St. A. and a uh, Titus and a uh, Bollinger are the only RBIs credited for Neoga, uh there. And uh, so uh, St. Anthony advances on into uh, Wednesday's a semifinal action. Who will they see? Well, they'll see the number four seed at North Clay Cardinals as. They defeated CHBC by the final score of a 10-2 to there as CHBC also had a great start. They picked up a run in the first and also a run in the top of the third. But then North Clay got it started as they picked up a four spot in the bottom of the third. And then they went on to score three more there in the fifth and three more in the sixth there for the 10-7 to final there. In uh, that one, and it was a uh, Compton getting the win on the mound for North Clay, and it was Radloff taking the loss there for uh, CHBC. And it was uh, Radloff and Ruff were credited with the RBIs uh, there for CHBC. And I thought uh, CHBC was a sneaky team in the T.C. unfortunately, they just ran into uh, the uh, Cardinals. Uh, there, so uh, CHBC they still had a great fall season. They were 11 and 5 in the uh, fall, but fall just short. And North Clay now improves to 14 and 9 on the season, and they'll advance to the game against St. Anthony in the uh, semifinals at 4 o'clock there in St. Anthony there, uh, Paul Smith Field for Wednesday. And then uh, the other two uh, semifinal matchups were also set as it was Altamont. Get in the win over a Dietrich. And in this one was only a five-inning affair as Altamont won 16-2 in this one over the Maroons. As Altamont they scored four in the bottom of the first and eleven in the bottom of the second, and one more in the third. And Dietrich would scratch across two runs in the top of the fourth there. But that was all that was doing there for the Maroons. As it was uh, McManaway getting the win on the mound for the Indians. He went three innings, only giving up one hit, no runs, one walk, and five strikeouts there. Wessendorf takes the loss for Dietrich, and he went one and two-thirds innings, and he got nine hits, 15 runs, only seven of them earned, four walks, and two strikeouts there. And Robbins led all uh, batters with four RBIs. And this one for Davis, Stimke, Elam, Berg, they all had a couple RBIs. And uh, Schultz had an RBI as well for uh, the Indians. And Ashley and uh, Theo were credited with RBIs there for Nioga. So Altamont advances there to uh, the uh, semis. And who will they'll meet? Well, they'll meet the uh, South Central Cougars as uh, they won over Wednesday's two straws, the sixth seed. And that one was by an 11-4 final. Windsor got a run there in the top of the first, but then South Central came back with two of their own and then a sixth spot there in the bottom of the second. And then Windsor would score three there in the fifth, but South Central responded with three of their own uh, there. And it was Callaway Smith getting the win on the mound for South Central. He went five in the third inning. He only given up three hits, one run, one walk, and five strikeouts there. And Meinhart takes the loss for the hatchets there. As it looks like uh, Calloway Smith also had a couple RBIs. So did Rob and Sidwell and Montez also had two RBIs there for South Central and Bridges Morris are the only credited RBIs there for Wednesday's two straws. So, in the other semifinal matchup on Wednesday, it'll be the three-seed South Central against the two-seed Altamont there. in Altamont starting at 4 o'clock there. And then the games, the third-place game and the championship game will both be taking place there in Altamont uh, there on Friday. And we'll tell you about those semifinals on Thursday. We have those results. Let's take a look at uh, some other action that happened uh, before we get to the uh, golf sectionals. In volleyball, it was Altamont getting the win over in three sets, 25-13. Vandalia won the second set, 25-21. But Altamont wins the third and decisive set, 26-24. There it was St. Anthony in two sets, 25-18 and 25-11. It was also CHBC over Martinsville, 25 15 and 25 9. In the little Illini, we had Chrisman over Paris, 25 16 in uh, both games, and uh, Mount Carmel, and one in two sets over Mount Vernon. Uh, Tuscola, one in three sets over Urbana, and Tremont, one in three sets over Clinton. Uh, Carlinville swept Jerseyville. And Lincolnwood defeated Hillsboro there also in two sets as well. And the Lincoln Prairie Conference Tournament there in Argentina got underway uh, there as we had some round robin action. Uh, Cumberland, they beat uh, Sullivan in two sets. And Unity Christian picked up two wins as they beat Sullivan in two sets and also defeated Cumberland as well. And uh, another group, the uh, Arcola beat Blue Ridge in two sets. And uh, Villagrove, they got two wins over Arcola and Blue Ridge, both in uh, two sets there. And it was Arthur getting the win against Tri-County in two sets. Heritage won over Arthur. And then uh, Tri-County defeated Heritage in a three-set match there. So everybody uh, picking up wins there last mm-hmm. night in that particular group there in the LPC tournament located in Argenta there in a soccer. Yesterday we had to uh, They defeated Greenville seven and two uh, zero as we had one, two, three, four, five uh, different goal scores for the uh, shoes. Uh, Ethan Daly picked up a couple of goals, So did a Josh Habing uh, there picked up a goal and they both had an assist as well, Joe Niebury also had a goal. Cooper Tegler had a goal, and Gavin Tegler had a goal as well. Uh, All knee, they defeated uh, FEM 4 to 3. Michael Stefton with a goal and a couple assists there for the Hearts. And uh, Charleston at Danville tied at 4, and Urbana defeated Mattoon seven 7-2. And we also had some junior high girls basketball as well. Uh, Taylorville swept St. Anthony as they won both the 7th grade and 8th grade matches. 7th uh, grade, uh, Taylorville won 29-8. In an 8th grade game, Taylorville uh, won 22-3. to in the uh, seventh grade A game for Dietrich and Oblong, Dietrich won that one 16 to 10, and in the eighth grade game, Oblong defeated Dietrich 28 to 18. There in those sports, and we also had uh, some boys and girls a uh, golf sectional action for you yesterday as in the 2A Mount Carmel sectional there. The top three advanced to a state and the two of the three were from the Apollo Conference. Benton was the low team as they had a 288. Mattoon in second place with a 302. And Charleston in third with a 309 there. So they will be all be advancing as a team advancing it to the uh, state tournament. FEM was in this, but they uh, finished in 8th there with a 314, and Staunton finished in 11th there with a 331. Did have a indi- couple of individual qualifiers advance out of this group as uh, Max Segrist for FEM. He shot a 72 to advance to stay as an individual. We also had Reese Glover from Alney as he shot a 73. He'll be advancing as an individual. And Nathan Rich from Robinson, who shot a 74, will be advancing as an individual there from that group uh, there. So, Mattoon, Charleston, yep. FEM, Alney, Robinson. All, Congratulations to all, all representing there at the state tournament coming up this weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the 1A uh, Waterloo a Catholic a sectional, uh, the top three teams here advanced to state. Uh, Litchfield was a 311. St. Anthony right behind them with a 312. And a Trico with a 314. and They all advanced to state as a team. Topolis finished in a fifth place as this one was close, tight, 317, so only six strokes off the lead, and only three strokes back of third place uh, there in that tight, tight sectional mm-hmm. uh, there. We do have some advancing qualifiers. Isaac Weber from Totopolis, as a freshman, comes in here and advanced to a state, shoots nice. a 73 there. And a Connor McCall from Evandilia shot a 71, will be advancing at this state as well as an individual. Qualifier Mm -hmm. there, and the 1A Auburn a sectional. The top three teams advanced to a state, and unfortunately, there weren't any from around the area. As Quincy Notre Dame, uh, Bloomington Rush or Bloomington uh, advanced, and Rushville Industry as well. Uh, The area team that was involved here was North Mac. They finished in 12th place uh, there, but we did have Brent Bushue from Sullivan advance as an individual qualifier an eighty one he shot but he goes to uh state and also Windsor Sue Straws was involved in this as well. I knew there was another team yes. they finished for fifty four as a team uh there. Um in the one a Kankakee McNamara sectional the top three advanced to state and and neither one of those or any of those were from around the area. Uh but did have some individuals uh there um qualified um, in the two a Peoria sectional, it was uh, the Muhammad Seymour advancing, and uh, second place was Jacksonville, and a Sacred Heart Griffin was a third. So Muhammad advances to a state, and also had one individual from uh, Mount Zion, a Tommy Whitley, advance with a, a 75 there advancing to a state. In the uh, 2A, this is girls golf now. In the 1A Taylorville sectional, uh, Mount Carmel, Massac County, and uh, Salem all advanced to a uh, State. FEM with a 3 of 72 as a team and just missed out there. They finished in fourth. Sullivan was fifth. And St. Anthony finished in a sixth place there. Uh, Charleston was 11. And Tuscola was a 12th. Uh, we did have uh, Shaylin Ellis from Sullivan with an 87 advance on as an individual qualifier. Addie Krause from St. Anthony shot an 88. She advances as an individual. And uh, McKenna Mayhood from Effingham shot an 89 and advances there. And Braley Blummer from Totopolis shot a 90 to advance as an individual qualifier there. So, um, you yeah, know, you have Mount Carmel. Local representation there, and uh, some individual qualifiers. I was
2: gonna say Mount Carmel absolutely dominated Travis. They had They're four of the top state, five.
4: Yeah, defending state champions. Defending state champ.
2: They play football and girls golf. Yeah. that is what Mount Carmel does.
4: Definitely, and definitely impressive once again this season. Mm-hmm. Um, in the uh, Class One A Roxana sectional, we had uh, uh, Jersey West from North Mac advance out of that one, and that was really one of the only area teams that was involved there. In a 2A normal community west sectional, it was a normal university, Lincoln Way East and Lincoln Way Central advancing there. Mattoon was here as a a team. They finished in 11th place with a 366, uh, but they did have one alone, a qualifier there that qualified as an individual. That was Blair Powers as uh, she advanced with a 74 there to Go on to state as well uh, there, and that was uh, that was it mm-hmm. there from that sectional. And uh, those entire results are posted on the website femradio.com. So go over and check it out there. Got all of those scores from all the uh, sectional Guess matchups weekend, there. Right? Yeah, the state tournament there is this weekend, I believe. I'll have to double check. So give me a second. Round one and round two. Pages have not been posted. um I was going to say, uh, let's see. I have some tea times here, but it doesn't say.
2: Yeah, it's they haven't updated it yet. Go figure. I just say not updating.
4: I mean, it just happened yesterday, so I give them a little bit of. I will not. Yes, it is. Give them a little bit. It's this weekend. I'm a little bit of leeway here. I will not
2: with the IHSA Travis
4: <laughs> this weekend. Uh, up in Bloomington. Yes. Uh, there, at least for the uh, boys. Where's the girls? It's in Decatur.
2: Well, that's so. not that far of a drive. So if you're looking for something to do on a uh, Friday red, or Saturday,
4: Red Tail Run Golf Course hmm. in Decatur.
2: Haven't golfed there.
4: I know I'm looking at these golf courses, and maybe you should check them out, but they're way too nice of golf courses for us. Nah. The way that we play. So that there is that. I get better. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I've always wanted to go to the Illini course. Yeah, me uh, too. There.
2: The Illini course and Tuscola.
4: Uh, yeah, Iron Tuscola course. is definitely a bucket list. Uh, I keep
2: looking at the Iron Horse one in Tuscola, and I see a lot of houses around it and water, and I'm just I, I get nervous.
4: Did you, I mean, I've I think I I don't know if I've talked about this uh, off the air with you, but there there's a, a great course that's like prestigious course in Marshall. Really? Yeah. If you look it up, like I, when I was driving back from a game this past uh-huh. season in basketball, I drove by this place and it was like an entrance, and I was like, what? is that an entrance to? And I looked it up, and it's a fancy golf course. I think
2: I've seen that one, and it's a private course.
4: Well, it's a pretty pricey uh, round. Yes. There. Look that up uh, in between uh, Marshall of yes. Paris, I believe. Yes. Uh, there. But, I know which one you're talking about. Uh, we will uh, come back and we'll return to talking about some uh, college football and we'll vent about the Illini and we'll try to get through this together here, folks. And that's what we're talking about coming up next here on the starting lineup.
3: The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back.
1: You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at pekininsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you.
0: Hey, my name's Chris. I'm a Plan Z dieter from Ohio. A couple of days ago, I went to the store to get two 40-pound bags of salt for our water softener. As I got them out of the trunk and started walking toward the deck, I was struck by something. I was carrying 80 extra pounds, which is roughly the amount of weight I've lost on the Plan Z diet. And As I started walking up the steps, it kind of caught me off guard. I struggled a little bit, climbing those steps with that extra 80 pounds. Then it hit me. That's what I was putting my knees through every time I walked up those steps. And as I started down the basement steps, the same thing happened. I got to tell you, I was glad to get those bags in the basement. One of the many benefits of dropping 80 pounds is my knees and my back don't hurt anymore. I've got energy that's off the charts and my self-confidence has improved, all thanks to the Plan Z Diet. Curious? Go to PlanZDiet.com. Watch the five-minute movie that'll give you the basics of the diet. It is possible to conquer the crave with Plan Z. I'm living proof
1: You? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again. At work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text slash to
5: three two one three two one right now for your complimentary bottle of nugenics Total tea the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text S L A S H to three two one three two one. That's slash to three two one three two one
4: and now this outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today everyone showering this man with love and goatness how about it the starting lineup almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowl has been clouded with controversy and that seems what people are forgetting and let's not forget man. those Super Bowls were gifted to him the tuck rule The you can't the play, play him gates, for the
5: right stuff
4: but he benefited from it. Benefited oh, wow. from it last night as well. That was so ticky-tacky. Come on. Don't so It's a Super Bowl. In. Let him play.
3: On 98.9 The Game.
2: Eric Fry, SportsCenter Update. The Blues got off to a slow start during a 5-3 preseason loss to the Blue Jackets at Nationwide Arena. Blues gave up three first-period goals and didn't score until they were down by four. St. Louis is now 2-2-2 two, two two in exhibition play. They visit Dallas Thursday night. The Blues won't be without one of their top blue liners to start the season after all, as Tory Krug had his foot injury reevaluated on Sunday and was cleared to play. In yesterday's preseason game, Krug suffered the injury while independently training last month. He had an assist in yesterday's loss. 32 year old defenseman had seven goals and 25 assists in 63 games last season. The Bears will be without wide receiver Chase Claypool for a second straight week. Head coach Matt Eberflus told reporters yesterday that Claypool will not be at the team facility this week and won't suit up for week five. Claypool was a healthy scratch in week four. He didn't even attend Chicago's 31-28 loss to Denver on Sunday. The 25-year-old has four catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. Three games this season, Chicago visits the Commanders on Thursday night. The Blackhawks continue preseason play. The game against the Detroit Red Wings at the United Center tonight. The Hawks are coming off a 6-1 loss to the Red Wings in Detroit on Sunday. Chicago has won 1-1-1 one one to begin exhibition play this preseason, and Pete Crow Armstrong has been named the Minor League Defensive Player of the Year for all minor league levels yesterday.
4: Welcome back in into the uh, starting lineup, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry over there with the uh, sports Center Reeds and let's talk about uh, some uh, college of football here. And I didn't get to it yesterday, I alluded to it a little bit in my uh, top three, but uh, on Saturday it was the matchup with our old ball coach, our old defensive coordinator, Ryan Walters. and this one was supposed to be a Tug of war, back and forth, the game, but uh, Purdue busted it open there in the uh, third quarter, and uh, they ended up winning this one, 44 to uh, 19, officially uh, breaking this guy's uh, fandom, and I'm sure I'm not the only one here as I now are two and three on the season after uh, what Coach Bielema has said as an embarrassing, should be an embarrassing loss. Uh, here against the Boilermakers. So they get the cannon again. Yep. And officially broke this guy's fandom.
2: Broke your fandom.
4: I'm You're just, done. I mean, I'm not completely done, of course, but I just, all this goodwill that has been built up over the last year and a half is just gone. Gone down the drain. And all those 10,000 new season ticket holders. Yep you know we, we' talked about it on the show plenty of times of you know what's what's coming mm-hmm. of the four programs that are coming into the big Ten so it's going to get even more yep. difficult and this is not the strongest Big Ten west but we made the purdue defense look like a like a top 10 defense yeah like one of the best defenses in the whole big Ten absolutely what was my big keys on Friday one of my keys was third downs emphasis on third downs of how both of these teams are not great on third down on either side of the ball. Well, Purdue looked great. Are 8 from 13. Yep. Uh Illinois failed to convert on its first nine third downs. Or 2 and 3, 2 and 13 on first down on third downs. So, that's just dreadful. First half was fine. I mean, for the most part, kept it close. It was 16 to 13. And Coach Bieleman has also said uh, after the game and after our after the practice yesterday about the offense has no identity to it whatsoever, yeah. and it was all set the tone on the first drive there. Altmeyer had that uh, nice run. It was a 39-yarder on the very first play of the game, but that drive eventually stalled out, and we had to settle for a field goal there. And then we had an opportunity to jump on Purdue, but Luke Altmeier – puts it on the turf and gets mm-hmm. a strip sack, mm-hmm. and that flips the momentum there for Purdue. And I don't want to say it was on from there, but it was kind of back and forth there in the first half. But um, Purdue, like I said, 21 points in the third quarter, busted it wide open yep. uh, there for the Boilermakers.
2: Travis, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. You're not going to want to hear this. Mm-hmm. At this point in the season, five games in, Are the Illini lucky to be two and three? Yeah. They have not looked good in a single ball game. Barely snuck out the Toledo win. Barely stuck out the FAU win. Mm -hmm. They haven't looked good in a game.
4: No, not really.
2: And again, I go back to when your defense is giving up 419 yards a game. Yeah. You're not going to win a lot of games. You're going to be in a lot of shootouts and this offense can't keep up.
4: Right.
1: Well. It's
2: it's an offense designed with Coach Bealma. We know this. They want to ground and pound. They want to run the football. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have the running backs to get it done, and your defense is allowing it to be a shootout, running game and shootout do not go hand in
4: hand. Right. This and I feel like the offense has been dreadful that the defense that was the front seven that was supposed to be one of the strong points hasn't been as strong as it needs to be they've got all seven sacks all year and yep. Uh, The defense that was one of the best in the league last year. I know that the talent that we lost and the talent, but we only have five turnovers for the whole entire season. Four forced fumbles, only two recovered, and the rest are interceptions. And we needed that front seven this year. Mm -hmm. That was supposed to be a strong point with a law firm of Randolph and Newton. And I'm sorry that those guys came back for this because they deserve better. And um, the secondary is young, and we knew they they were going to be tested, but – have been tested early and often uh, with the lack of pressure, mm-hmm. or at least the lack of getting to the quarterback at least from this front seven that's kind of underwhelmed as well.
2: Again, Travis, I mean, I think everyone
4: who's an Illini fan can
2: say that the loss of the D coordinator hurt. Mm-hmm. I don't think we expect it to hurt this badly. No. But it hurt. Right. And are we now in year two or three of Bielema? Year three. Year three. <sighs> I have a feeling Travis and Travis is going to hate that I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say this. Last year was the Kofi IO basketball year of Illinois football. Mm-hmm. It was magic and it was lightning in a bottle that you cannot replicate again. Right. And 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 we have to be realistic about that.
4: Mhm. Yeah, it's tough to hear.
2: It's tough to hear. I know it is. But with what is incoming next year and with what we're seeing on the field this year, Mm -hmm. it makes me think that we had some marvelous players that we did a great job of recruiting and we didn't get the players recruited or to transfer to help us this year.
4: Yeah, like you were saying, the the coordinator does have a little bit to do with it and the yeah. schemes that he drew up yeah. and whatnot. So I think that's a part of it too. I I, I, I just don't know if Coach Henry, he's a player's coach, but I don't know if he's the greatest defensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he was the right option. I mean, you forget that during what, right bef- almost right before the season began, they hired that uh, Wisconsin coach, Coach Leonard, that was a special advisor do it even though he he's an advisor so he cannot be with a team on game days he spends uh, prepping in champagne during the week and then he goes back to madison there on the weekends and you know he was just brought on he has some health issues Mm -hmm. uh there that he's still trying to get over so that was a home run hire but i mean maybe he's a defensive coordinator waiting i don't know but um he was supposed to be a home run hire
2: with that lost Travis. Mm-hmm. In Bielema's three years at Illinois. Yeah. Fifteen and fifteen. Hmm. Right now we have a five hundred coach for a less than five hundred team. Yeah. He lasted five years at Arkansas, went twenty-nine and thirty-four there. Mm-hmm. Is it time? You give him one more time year. For what?
4: Time for what? Yes, he's he's earned earned that right for a, a little bit more real. For
2: what? What is he? You say he earned the right. He had one good season, two good, two one good season
4: in three Which? years. Yes, yes. This one is, good is not season. shaping
2: up to be a good year. This is okay. going to be a below five hundred year. Year okay. one was below five hundred. Travis, that's a that 33%. was year
4: one, in a. Uh, he was coaching his play, not even his players that he recruited. And then last year, he was partially, and it was a great year. This year is bad. I'll give you that, but I'm not willing to give up on a guy after just three years.
2: This year is bad. You you just and said that. Build. Yes. Right, you just said that.
4: Yes, and I don't hold year one against him.
2: Okay. All right. We'll scratch year one. You even just, you just said it. Yes. Year two, when it was, it was great. good, he coached some of his players. This year, he's coaching all of his players. And this is the results we're seeing. That's what I'm saying, Travis. The recruiting is not there. The players are not there. <sighs> the players are not there. I'm sorry. I want this yeah, to I- succeed.
4: I don't know if it's a player problem or a coaching problem or, or what, but um, you know the one bright spot, though, I mean, Isaiah Williams is a bright spot here yeah. on offense, and another one that led the team in carries, that led the team in yards on Saturday, is Caden Fagan. Yes. How about that?
2: Fagan's great. And, and, you know, I'm not just saying that because he's coming from a 1A school in Illinois. Mm -hmm. and is now starting for a Power 5. But at the same time, Travis.
4: They recruited him.
2: They did. They did. So there you go. They did a great job with him. I think he's going to be the lead guy for the Illini next year. I Mm -hmm. really do. Yeah. But he was not heavily recruited by a lot of other Power 5s, was he?
4: I mean, I think he got some. I think he got some looks. I want to say he got some looks from Iowa, maybe. All right, we, we know Iowa football. I mean, come on.
2: If you're an <laughs> offensive player, you're not going to Iowa. <laughs> I
4: guess it's true. I don't know if I'm thinking of somebody different, but but
2: that that's what I'm saying. He's great, and he has outperformed. I think, in his first year
4: the the team is uh, the powers that be the I think they want to be a little bit careful with them because they do see a bright mm-hmm, future mm-hmm. so they don't want to unleash him too soon in his freshman year so
2: and, and again what he has done and provided has been great but again I just don't think the players are there and I appreciate coach Bielema saying when he came in he said it we want to get back to the state of Illinois. We want to get back to recruiting in Illinois. We want to get those homegrown talents. The talents in Illinois are not Power Five talents. They are in Chicago and St. Louis. But other than that, the middle of the state, as we've talked about so many times, is not Power Five. Yeah. You have, I'm sorry, Illinois is not a football state to be successful as a power five school, especially in the way the big 10 is going to look in the future. You have to get outside the state of Illinois. Sure. Because for whatever reason, you are not getting the top tier talent to come to Illinois. Is that the prestige? Is that the past? Is that everything like that? Yes. Can you fix that? No, you can't fix the history of Illinois. You can fix the recent history by performing well in the field.
4: Right, and that's but you got to get that
2: started somewhere. And I understand that.
4: I mean, yeah. In order to become a top-tier program, you need to start building, and you need to start yes. having a base. And what we're working on off of is not great. So, but
2: if I'm a junior it's not last gonna happen year, overnight. being recruited, seeing a line I last year, and now I'm a senior seeing this team, I'm going. I really don't know. Is there anything that's you know, am I going to get thrown to the Wolves taking on USC and UCLA next year? Mm-hmm. And Oregon? Yeah. With this team around me? Mm-hmm. Boy, that's not going to look good for me. My draft prospects.
4: Yeah. It may not. But, yeah, well, uh, we'll have to see. And uh, I, you know, the thing that I wanted to add is I don't think Luke Almire is the, the guy. No, 100%. No. Um, he's had a ton of turnovers. And he missed that wide open tight end. It was a beautifully drawn up play early in the game and just completely missed him. And even I could have hit that wide open touchdown pass. Yep. Uh, Pat Bryan also dropped another crucial ball as well. That's not really on Altmyer, but uh, still uh, I don't think he's the guy in uh, <laughs> the way that the backup played against Penn State. Uh, I'm not really too enthused about that prospect either, but, Uh, something's got to change, something's got to turn around, and it's got to turn around fast, and uh, they'll try to turn it around on Friday against uh, Nebraska uh, there, which, by the way, as I mentioned, three-and-a-half-point favorites at home, their Memorial Stadium.
2: Travis, I'm going to – and Illinois should win this weekend, by the way. I'm going to bring up something. I'm I'm on sportsreference.com, okay? And SRS simple rating system it's a rating that takes into account average point differential and the strength of schedule so it combines your point differential with the strength of schedule and kind of balances out and sees where you're at mm-hmm. on that rating right now Illinois is 92nd out of 133 schools
4: yeah not we're good.
2: 105th out of 133 in points per game we are 103rd out of 133 in defensive points a game
4: yep it's not good can't do anything not good at all. So uh, we're up against it, and uh, we'll come back, and we'll hit up on a little bit of uh, some Major League Baseball playoffs to close out the show.
3: The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. <sighs> What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain
1: it.
4: When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundedOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures.
1: Imagine the possibilities with Tatopla State Bank.
4: This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're
2: pre-qualified... The seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you.
1: Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and
3: member
4: FDIC. And now... welcome in uh, to the podcast exclusive of the uh, starting lineup Travis sparks here as I let Todd Staple to go I certainly appreciate... <clears throat> excuse me the starting lineup oh my gosh stop the recording on
3: 98 nine the game
4: Welcome back in uh, here on uh, 98.9, the game only for just a, a little bit longer up against the uh, clock here, but we got some MLB uh, postseason to talk about here and we'll continue in the uh, pod as we got a couple games later on on this uh, network coming up at 1.30. We got the Rangers and Rays beginning their wildcard series. And it's our old buddy from last season, Jordan Montgomery. And, of course, traded midseason this year, I guess. Uh, but Jordan Montgomery is uh, scheduled to go for Texas. And uh, Glasnow is the uh, starter there for the Rays beginning in uh, that season. As I want the Rays to uh, put this together here. They were the best team in uh, after one month. And yep. Eric crucified that. I did. And I want to see him put it together here and uh, make it far. So go Rays. And this one, and the Rangers just have been stumbling down the stretch. So. They have.
2: I, I I agree with you. I think the Rays get this series. They had
4: this. They had the West on lock. Yep. And just lost it there yep. at the very end. They shouldn't even be here, but here they are. Yep. Um, coming up at a uh, 3:30, uh, we got a uh, Blue Jays and uh, Twins, and uh, Gosman going up against uh, Lopez in Game One, and that's in Minnesota for their Wild Card Series. And then the other game that we're airing here is the Diamondbacks and Brewers, Corbin Burns. And you go 1-0 for Milwaukee in their game one. And then the Marlins and Phillies in game one. You got Lazardo for the Marlins and Zach Wheeler, game one starters for the uh, Phillies. And, of course, I'm anti-Philadelphia, so go Marlins. And I want him to sweep them. Yeah, and I found it interesting. Nobody's given the Marlins a chance here.
2: The Phillies left Lorenzen off their roster despite an August no-hitter. Throw a no-hitter in August, and then you left off the postseason roster.
4: Yeah, I don't think after that no-hitter. Yeah, I think he did he's, nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had a bad,
2: uh, just bad few weeks. I know everyone cares. Uh, Rays, Blue Jays, Brewers, and Marlins are my picks.
4: Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Rays. I'm actually going to go with the uh, Twins in this series. And I'm cheering for the Diamondbacks, but if I had any entertainment on mm-hmm. it, I would go with the Brewers. And, yeah, just to be cynical, I'm for the Marlins as well. Yeah. So yep. those are the uh, picks there for the wild card series and, and game ones, and we'll talk about them. Uh, tomorrow and to recap those. Look for game two. And of course, we'll be listening out for that uh, Rays, Rangers, and Diamondbacks, Brewers coming up later on this station. But right now, coming up here is uh, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. So enjoy, and we'll catch you in the pod. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup
3: on 98 9 The Game. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha,
4: Welcome back in. Welcome to overtime of the uh, starting line. i still got some uh, random news and uh, notes here. We got some uh, this date in uh, sports history. Got some more uh, baseball to uh, hit up on. We got uh, some NASCAR Mm -hmm. stuff to get to and a couple of area coaches as well. Coach Jefferson from Arthur and Coach Wilson from uh, Villa Grove going to be coming at you here in the uh, pod is there anything on sports center that you wanted to hit up on? Yeah,
2: uh, the Colts' top weapon is nearing a return. As according to head coach uh, Stane, Shane Stetchen, running back Jonathan Taylor will resume practice with the team this week. Taylor became eligible to return from the physically enabled perform list on Monday. 24 year old can practice and be evaluated by the Colts for up to 21 days before he is required to be activated to the 53 man roster. When asked if there's a chance Taylor could play Sunday against the Titans, Stetchen said, could be yes. Indianapolis is tied with Tennessee as well as the rest of the AFC South at two and two.
4: Could be yes. Could
2: be yes. <laughs> oh. Uh, the Indiana Fever's first ever number one pick became the franchise's second WNBA Rookie of the Year on Mondays. Zalia Boston is the fifth player to win the honor unanimously after earning all 60 votes from a media panel. Boston started every game for the Fever, averaging 14.5 points and 8.4 rebounds, and finished the season with 11 double-doubles. Indiana is once again in the draft lottery after finishing the 2023 season at 13-27. and 27. The Fever also, Travis, have the best odds of getting the top pick again. So, fever, not a good year. But they uh, got a rookie of the year out of it, so there's that. Doesn't sound like it. Yep. <laughs> uh, Steelers' starting quarterback appears to have avoided a major injury. As ESPN reports, Kenny Pickett is not expected to miss much, if any time, after growing down with a knee injury during the team's blowout loss to the Texans in Houston on Sunday. So, there you go. That's good. Yep. Mitch Trubisky, by the way, came in in relief and is expected to start Week 5 against the Ravens if Pickett can't play. veteran signal caller said he feels... Comfortable if the team needs him under center. Comfortable. Comfortable. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee will be without one of their key starters for the opening round of the playoffs. As manager Craig Council told the media on Monday that Brandon Woodruff will miss the NL wildcard round against the Diamondbacks due to a shoulder injury.
4: Mm. That's not good. No, not for the Brewers. Pitching staff. Uh,
2: the Angels are parting ways with their manager. As Los Angeles announced on Monday that Phil Nevin will not return as manager. Angels declined Nevin's option for 2024 after he was promoted to the team's manager in June of 2022 under Nevin. L.A. went to 119 and 149 and missed the playoffs both seasons. ESPN reports the Angels are expected to keep their general manager. Both the Halos and the Detroit Tigers have missed the playoffs for nine straight seasons. Mm-hmm. Got some more commits, Travis, uh, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Jason Tatum have all said that they plan to play for Team USA in 2024. So get ready for that. They're ready. Yes. Committed. Nice. So they go. Like it. That is uh, that Sports Center I'm wrapping up.
4: That's your Sports Center. All right. So, um, since we close out the show with it, we might as well just go to baseball what else do you got here
2: okay so i wanted to bring up um now that the season is over travis we have our stat leaders mm-hmm. for the end of the year right yeah okay so your home run leader was matt olson yep rbi leader was matt olson yep hits leader was ronald acuna jr hmm don't worry this is going somewhere <laughs> okay. uh stolen base leader ronald acuna jr Yep. Uh the batting average was Areas. Ended mm. up at three fifty four, not close to four hundred. Your OPS leader was Shohei Otani. True. ERA winner was Blake Snell.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh Spencer Strider had the most strikeouts. Yep. Logan Webb pitched the most innings. hmm Garrett Cole had the best whip with a point nine eight. Spencer Strider had the most wins at twenty. And Emmanuel Clace. Uh, For the Guardians had the most saves with 44. Mm -hmm. Now, I went through all this, Travis, to tell you that those are nine players, right? Yeah. Because we had repeats. Yeah. Of those nine who led the league, six are not playing in the postseason. Wow. The only other three are all in the Braves. So, Travis. Yeah. Is it important to lead the league? My answer is no. I think it distracts from your team. I think it doesn't help your team win games kind of when you get to the halfway mark and that's when we start about talking about people leading things, leading categories and making Cy Young and stuff like that I think the the, the point of emphasis then becomes that as opposed to the team winning.
6: Yeah,
4: I mean, does the do they really care? Do the players really care about that? Or are they just playing baseball and they just happen to be leading the league?
2: Well, here's my thing. If you're leading the league, you're more likely in something, you're more than likely to get a Cy Young or an MVP, correct?
4: More than likely, yeah.
2: In your contract, there's probably a bonus if you win a Cy Young or an MVP, if I'm not mistaken.
4: Oh, yeah, and I'm sure there's incentives as well for leading the league in categories, mm-hmm. so that's why it's important Whereas, to them.
2: yes, everyone on the team gets a playoff bonus for how yeah. long you go. But am I going to take my odds with that? I can't control that. I can't control what the other team does. I can't no. control what my team does over a three or seven game series.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I saw that stat earlier, or this picture earlier of all the league leaders, and I started wondering. I'm like, six of these nine guys are not playing in the postseason. Mm-hmm. That seems really high. Yeah. To be the league leaders and stuff.
4: Hmm. I mean, man. Oh, check
2: that. Hold on. Arius is, uh, is playing. The Marlins are The are Marlins in are in, yeah. Yep. Sorry, sorry. I discounted the Marlins because I I was still hoping that the Cubs were playing. You're just
4: discounting them.
2: I, I, I was still imagining it was the Cubs, <laughs> not the Marlins. So. Nope.
4: Nope. He's no, uh not. he's in. And uh Singa for the Mets, he was fifth in ERA. Yeah. Didn't know he had that great of a season.
2: So yeah, that was just my little baseball nugget that I found interesting.
4: Yeah, I mean I, I think It matters to players for the contracts, but, I mean, I don't know. I guess there's little correlation to that success, but team success, I guess you'd say.
2: Joey Votto does not know if he is going to play next year. Hasn't made a decision yet.
4: Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. He could have played his potential last game and got thrown out as well. Mm -hmm. It was, like, early on in the game, too. I guess he was arguing about something from the dugout. It's like, come on, umpire, you're gonna potentially th- right. throw him out in his potential last game. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. He kind of had a send off already there in Cincinnati in yeah. the last home stand, so yeah. I don't really see a point coming back now i guess
2: by the way travis we talked about rich hill joining the cardinals
4: mm-hmm.
2: rich hill has come out and said that he will consider joining a team midway through the 2024 season so he may not even sign until midway through this season
6: mm.
2: says he wants to keep playing he'll he'll find some minor leagues off minor league offers but uh, he might not sign over the winner
4: hmm. i guess keeping his options open
2: yep Given some thought to waiting until midway through the campaign before joining a team. Hmm. A soon-to-be 43-year-old. Uh, also, uh, the giant was, was it the Giants? Yeah, they fired their manager. Yep, I saw so, that. Gabe Kapler mm-hmm. gone. Gone. The Orioles will still be at Camden Yards.
4: Yeah, they signed like a new 30-year yep, thing.
2: 30-year deal. Mm-hmm. Charlie Blackman will still be a Rocky. Signed a one-year extension there. And Buck Showalter out as the Mets manager. Yep, I
4: did see that. So,
2: there you go. Got you all
4: caught up on the baseball world. Well, and then almost immediately after the season was over, uh, Derek Gould dropped a nugget about the uh, Cardinals and we talked about yesterday about the pitchers that they should go after. And uh, he reportedly that the Cardinals intend to pursue free agent pitchers Sonny Gray and Aaron Nola this offseason. Hmm. So there you go.
2: And uh, I was going to say, Jed Hoyer and Tom Ricketts had their kind of end of the season press conference. Jed's was today, uh, but Ricketts was yesterday. Nothing of note. David Ross isn't going anywhere for you, Cub fans. So, so they're very proud of his effort, um, calling the team back into it when, by all accounts, they could have stopped when they were below five hundred. Mm. I guess any team could have stopped at any point in the season. So, mm-hmm. yep. Let's not talk about how we finished it with the thing 15 out of seven. Yeah, no, no,
4: no. No, we won't talk no, about that. We won't that. talk about that. They no. also
2: said they're not expecting to spend much. Hmm. They said that last year and got Dansby Swanson. So, I really uh, – Yes, it's true. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to make of that. <laughs>
4: yeah. Take that with a grain of salt, yeah. I guess.
2: Yeah, and they don't know if <laughs> Kyle Hendricks is coming back. So, hmm. they want him to come back, but don't know if he wants to come back.
4: Hmm. Gotcha. So.
2: Um, before we, we move on I know we had a couple other things on the list Travis I just saw this on uh, ESPN and I wanted to comment on it can I comment on something real quick on ESPN Sure. Lonzo Ball
4: mm-hmm.
2: insists that he is going to play again said on Monday that he is about halfway through the rehab process from a cartilage transplant in March the third operation on his left knee in a little more than a year as he is going to miss his second consecutive season he says quote I definitely plan on playing again he told the reporters on, at Media Day for the Bulls, After surgery three, I feel like it's going well so far. No setbacks. So for me, it's just keep my head up. Just keep doing the work. He says, I couldn't control getting hurt or not getting hurt or anything like that. It's just something that happened to me. Part of my career. I try to stay positive. I don't look at the negatives. I try to think about what I can do to get better. And that's how I wake up every day and live. He said the surgery was a really big surgery. We all came together with a plan moving forward. It's not really a set timeline, but I pretty much have this whole year to get as healthy as possible and get ready to play next season.
4: Hmm. Well, there you go.
2: No, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you, you, if he does play traps, I hope it's not in a Chicago Bulls jersey. You ruined what could have been a great team by getting hurt.
4: It's not his fault. It I'm it not really saying happened. it's
2: his fault. I don't blame him for getting hurt. That's not what I'm saying. But... Three operations in less than a year on the same knee, you're not going to be the same player coming back.
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's just no way.
2: There's no way. Unless he. His argument is, is that he's 25. He still's got a lot in front of him, which is true. Mm hmm. But he wasn't that great to begin with.
4: <sighs> he's really only 25? Yeah. I thought he was talking about the 25 season. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but he is only twenty-five, yeah. though.
2: Says I'll play again. I'm only <clears>
4: twenty-five. <throat> Seems older.
2: Well, yeah, he's been in the league for like three years. He joined in like he was nineteen or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go to UCLA, didn't he?
4: Yeah, only spent a year in yep. college. Yep. The big baller brand. No. It's so the shoes, Travis. Need I remind you? Yeah, I think it's there the is shoes. uh there's a correlation to something uh-huh. that that's not really a thing anymore. Uh-huh. No one talks about it. They kinda went away from that. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we don't talk about the yep. those shoes yep. anymore. Yep. Um <laughs> all right, let's see here. Um let's get to Let's get to this day in sports history. All right,
2: this day in sports history. we got a lot of them today. On this day in 1936, John Heisman died at the age of 66. Heisman coached 37 seasons, winning 186 games, but is more known for the trophy that bears his name and is awarded to the most outstanding player in college football each year. On this day in 1962, the Giants scored four runs in the top of the ninth to beat the Dodgers 6-4 to in the third deciding game of the best of three playoff to decide the 1962 NL pennant. How about this one, Travis? On this day in 1976, Hank Aaron, then with the Milwaukee Brewers, singled in his last career at bat, driving in his 2,297th run. I still, no matter how many times people tell me, Travis, Hank Aaron was never a brewer. Don't care. Don't mm. care what you say. Not a brewer. He was. He'll always be a brave in my mind. Who? Hank Aaron. Oh, yeah. He was not a Milwaukee brewer, but that's how he ended his year. Ended his career, I should say. Um, let's see here on this day in 1992, number three, Florida state missed a late field goal to the right for the second consecutive season. Number two, Miami won at 1916, went on to an undefeated season before losing the sugar bowl to Alabama. 1993, on this date, the Braves and Giants entered the final day of the season tied for first in the NL West with 103 wins each. The Braves beat the Rockies 5-3 in Atlanta, while the Giants lost 12-1 to the Dodgers in L.A., allowing the Braves to win the NL West by one game. Yes, the Braves were in the NL West. If you can believe that.
4: Uh, divisions used to be They used to be very crazy. weird. The Cardinals used to be in the East. I know.
2: On this day in 1998, Texas running back Ricky Williams rushed for 350 yards for Iowa State for his second consecutive game with 300 rushing yards. He is the only player in FBS history with back-to-back games of 300 rushing yards in a season. Mm. And finally, Travis. On this day in 1999, Rams quarterback Kurt Warner posts a perfect passer rating of a 158.3, going 17 for 21 for 310 yards and three touchdowns versus the Bengals. All three touchdowns were to Hakeem, his only three catches of the game. Mm.
6: If
2: you're going to have three, make them count.
4: Yeah, it's true.
2: So There you go. There you go. That is uh, the day in sports history.
4: All right, so uh, first, before we get to uh, more uh, stuff with uh, NASCAR, and you also had something about the Atlanta yes, as well.
2: Yes, Atlanta basketball.
4: But before we get to uh, the uh, that, let's get to our two area coaches here, Coach Jefferson from Ala and Coach Wilson from Villa Grove. Caught up with those two uh, gentlemen, and uh, let's hear from them right now. Travis Parks here on the starting lineup. Joining us here is Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond, Head Coach Ryan Jefferson, and you guys are six and zero now, a playoff eligibility guaranteed. So, how's it going for you today, Coach? and uh, how great is it uh, here that you're uh, guaranteed uh, playoffs obviously you know you want more than those uh, six wins with the last three weeks here but you're already uh, guaranteed with that sixth win and it's already uh, good to say that after week six
6: Mm-hmm
4: Sure yeah, and you got that sixth win on homecoming, and it was a 43-23 win over Nicomas, So you survived the homecoming game of 2023 and pulled off the dub against one of the newcomers in the conference, uh by a 20-point margin there. Mm-hmm. Right, I was just going to say that. It was kind of a roller coaster uh, of a game up until the point where you pulled away there at the end of the fourth quarter. So, uh, like you were mentioning, uh, they gave you everything that you could handle there, at least on the early going. Sure. Kind of uh, defensively, uh, Nicomas being historically a a running team, and that's kind of what they did uh, on a Friday as well. They kind of racked up the yardage uh, there. But, yeah, you were still able to do just enough to come out with a dub offensively. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Jace really uh, was uh, working it there with, uh, through the air, and uh, the beneficiary of that was uh, Easton Frederick. He had uh, three catches for over 100 yards, 142 yards, and a touchdown. And the other receiving touchdown went to uh, Connor Nettles, who also uh, caught a touchdown earlier in the season. But uh, like you were saying there, it was nice to get that passing game going uh, finally there on Friday.
6: Hmm.
4: well uh, like i said you know you survived the uh, homecoming and uh, you picked up a win number six and you're still undefeated here at a six and zero, and you go on the road for the next couple of weeks and uh, this week is uh, against sarah uh, gordo uh, they're uh, up first and uh, they're a one and five uh, on the season but uh, what are you prepping for out of sarah out of gordo this week Hmm. right exactly so i wasn't even gonna go there i knew that uh, we'll get to the week nine matchup uh soon enough so uh coach well uh, thanks for hopping on the program a little bit and uh, talking about some arthur football it's going really well uh, over there so uh, we'll uh, let you go and uh, good luck uh, keeping this thing going Travis Sparks here. Join us on the starting lineup is head coach of the uh, Villa Grove Blue Devils, Heath Wilson. And, uh, Coach, thanks for coming on the show again. And uh, you got the win on homecoming to get back to 500, and now you guys are at 3-3. Three and three. Right uh, yeah, you started out a little slow but you still put up a uh, fifty five points as it was a fifty five to fourteen final over a Cerro Gordo Toss so a pick up a back to back wins here in the last couple weeks as well. Right, yeah, and I was just going to mention that about it kind of feels like for the first time this season or the first time in a while you've felt like yourselves on that offensive side of the ball racking up the yards and putting up the points on the scoreboard as well. And, of course, uh, putting up all those points uh, offensively, the guys that found the end zone multiple times, uh, Run had a couple of passing touchdowns and a three on the ground as well, and Klein had uh, over 158 yards and a score as well. Uh, So, uh, yeah, it didn't matter whether it was uh, throwing the football or on the ground. Everything was clicking offensively there. Right and a guy that's kind of stepped up for receiving wise, uh, helping up with uh, the load from uh, Brady being uh, hurt a little bit has been uh, Noah Wilcoxen uh, this season, and he came up big again on Friday with a couple of those touchdown uh, catches, also 130 yards as well, only on three receptions. So uh, deep threat in the in the deep uh, ball was was working. It seems like. Yeah, you know, three grabs, but a couple of them were, were scores. I think he'll uh, take that. And then uh, also uh, Brady trying to work him slowly back into the uh, rhythm of the offense as well, catching the football. He did uh, did just enough. He got a couple of passes, I think, on a Friday and got the career receiving mark uh, I saw as well for uh, putting him in a staple in a Villa Grove uh, history a little bit in the history books there. Sure. Yeah, exactly. Got it out of the way as well, and also I saw in that uh, box score it was a twenty to nothing outscored in the third quarter. So maybe uh, you finally have found something clicking there in that quarter. That's kind of been one of your Achilles' heel all season. Sure. right <laughs> yeah so you finally figured it out and also uh, defensively it played pretty well as well only gave up a couple of scores and uh, you also had a fumble return for a touchdown as well by Kyler there and uh, so that side of the ball was also playing pretty good on Friday Yeah, it definitely uh, sounds like it there. And, uh, well, you guys are back to 500 there, and it's a back on the road uh, as well. And you're taking on an Argenta squad uh, this week. And they're also a 3-3, three and three, and they've been playing some pretty good ball this season. And they've got some postseason aspirations of their own. And so, you know, they had a last-second win against Arcola earlier and back-to-back wins here of Sagamon Valley and Tri-County. So uh, you guys are in, kind of in the same spot there, a 3-3, three and our agendas have been playing some pretty good ball this season. And uh, we'll be looking out for that on a uh, Friday night. Well, Coach, we'll uh, let you go here and uh, get the prepping. And uh, good luck on, on Friday. And we'll uh, talk to you next week. Appreciate those two uh, for taking some time and uh, talking about a uh, Knights football. Still going strong, six and zero. Grove right back in a three and a three uh, there. And all right, let's uh, close out on some. Uh, well, first, before we get to the NASCAR stuff, let's get to Illinois. Okay, you're We're gonna Illinois you're gonna, basketball. Yes, yes. This the is Nugget. A,
2: this is a very brief thing. Um, it is a quote from Coach Underwood Travis. Okay, mm-hmm. that should have you super duper positive for the upcoming season. Okay. He said, "Quote: I heard Brett Bielema use it the other day in a football term." You can't throw an interception on first or second down. That's like shooting a three with 17 or 18 seconds on the clock and a hand in your face. You just don't want to do that. Nothing good happens when you do that. We're working really hard to try and avoid those.
6: Hmm.
2: I figured it out, Travis. The football and basketball teams are just combining because that's what Illinois basketball did last year, putting up shots with 17 seconds left in the shot clock, and Illinois is throwing picks on first and second downs. It It makes sense now. I love how they're using each other for inspiration when neither one is good. Mm-hmm. It's awesome.
4: Yep. It
2: makes me real confident for the upcoming season.
4: Yeah. Um, I'm glad about that.
2: Yeah. So you go, Coach Underwood, saying, you know, we gotta, gotta use that shot clock, find the open man. That's stuff we should be saying the whole time. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Whatever basketball season it'll be here
4: be here before you know it yep and I'm glad that you brought up a basketball because they are released the TV stations and yep. times for illini basketball games and get ready if you love the big Ten football on peacock you're gonna love big Ten basketball on mm-hmm. a peacock you got thirty plus games across All Big Ten uh, teams that are going to be on a Peacock. And if you're wondering, that the Illini this year on Peacock, we got Purdue, Michigan, because who wants to see them on regular television, and Ohio State. Those are the three matchups. The three of the the Illini. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah. Right.
2: I mean, it's smart for Peacock to put those games on it. They yep, they signed the rights deal, Travis. They're the one paying the big ten hundred million thousand dollars or whatever. So
4: I know. I just they should
2: get to pick what games they want on their network.
4: I just like I just like hear people complaining, complaining. about
2: know. Peacock. People are looking for stuff to complain about. Always. There's probably more people that have Peacock, by the way, that probably have the Big Ten network. Just pointing that out.
4: Yeah, and, I mean, there's a few games on Big Ten Plus yeah. that are there's a lot more people so. who have
2: Peacock than Big Ten Plus. Yeah. Now, are they basketball fans? Maybe not all of them, but they have Peacock. Right. They have the opportunity to just click on it accidentally.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, man, that uh, Mizzou game, Bragging Rights, is on FS1. All right. That's how far that's fallen, though. Yay. 7 o'clock on December 22nd. I probably have a basketball game that night. So. Probably. probably. It's a Friday. Of, co- of course. Yep. I yep. probably have a basketball game. We'll, we'll uh, see what we can do for you, Travis. I miss all the good matchups. We'll see what we can do for you. <laughs> we'll see. Uh-huh. Bub. There you go. Normally. Right. Basketball. Get ready. Yay. Peacock. Yeah, (laughs) And I also saw that the uh, game a couple weeks from now against uh, Maryland is going to be at 2.30, I believe, is going to be the start time, and it's going to be on NBC. So it's available on both the regular channel, NBC and Peacock, of course. But uh, get ready, Illinois-Maryland at 2.30 for football. Goody-goody. That matchup is set. By the way,
2: before we move on from TV, Mm Mm-hmm. Saw the ratings came in for Sunday Night Football. Less people watched it than watched the Chiefs-Bears uh, game the week before. Just mm-hmm. pointing that out. About 20 million saw Taylor Swift in primetime. So maybe, Travis, we can move away from the T-Swift thing. Maybe the bump is gone after week one. The novelty of it has worn off. All those celebrities up in the box did not bring in new viewers. So maybe now the networks will quit showing her. It's It's all good now.
4: Well, and it's all going to correlate because she's going back on tour yep. or very soon. So
2: Now, here's going to be the interesting thing. It, during a Chiefs bye week, if she's on tour, is Travis Kelsey at her show?
4: I mean, you would have to think If so. he's
2: there, then we know it's a thing.
4: you got to return the favor. No, know
2: it's a thing. you got to keep up this. Tit for tat. Or, yeah.
4: you got to keep up this thing. Yep. you got to keep it going. All
2: right.
4: All right. So that's all I had for uh, Illini basketball. Uh, you had a little NASCAR thing, too.
2: Yes, I had just a, a quick little NASCAR nugget. The first one just came out today, Travis, and that is that we now know who's driving the pace car for the Las Vegas race coming up.
4: <laughs> okay.
2: It is going to be father of the year, Nick Cannon.
4: <laughs> Nick Cannon. Nick
2: Cannon will be driving the pace car. We'll see if he gets someone pregnant by the end of the pace. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, wow. Dear. Ugh. All right. But the big news out of NASCAR, Travis, is just like the NFL schedule, we are getting more trickles of our schedule for next year. Of we're course. Officially, NASCAR announced it today. Travis, we're going to Iowa. Iowa. Iowa Motor Speedway is going to host a NASCAR weekend coming up June 16th.
4: You build it, they will come.
2: Hey, they have a track in Iowa. It's been there forever. They just, it'll be the first time that the Cup Series has raced on Iowa. And, hmm. uh, Six o'clock on a Sunday night, Travis, on the USA Network. Get ready for it. Mm. So, I, I don't know how I feel about all that, but it'll be... <laughs> it, I think it'll... I, I. The way this is looking in my head, it'll kind of be like Iowa, St. Louis, and Chicago, all within like a three-week span. So, right here in the Midwest, I'm a fan of that. Mm. Now, one thing I found out that I am not a fan of, Travis. Yeah. There will be no double headers. Mm. There will be no, there'll be three off weekends because, again, of the Olympics having two weeks off there. Yeah. What this means is based off of dates that are already been announced, Daytona will no longer be the cutoff race for the playoffs. Mm. The cutoff race for the playoffs will be Darlington the week later.
4: Hmm. Not a fan of that. I was like, I don't know if I like that.
2: Don't like that at all. I thought Darlington and Labor Day weekend, Southern 500, was a perfect way to start the playoffs.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Now, supposedly, from what I heard, Watkins Glen will be moved into the playoffs. So, we will get another road course race because the Roval, rumors have it, is going away Mm -hmm. in the playoffs. So, again, hopeful by the end of the week we will have a schedule, but I've heard that for the past month and a half. So, I will believe it when I see it.
4: Mm -hmm. Exactly. But we're getting
2: little trickles in. One mm-hmm. one one race at a time they're going to give it to us.
4: <laughs> one one race at a time, slowly one. but surely. Yep,
2: slowly but surely. <laughs> Better late than never. Guess so. So, there you go. That's uh that's what I got for you.
4: All right, very well.
2: So, we uh we'll talk more NASCAR coming up when over uh, we get to uh them later on in the week.
4: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Uh, that's right. Yeah, I was going to say where where are we at, at. The Roval. The Roval. The
2: Roval. Possibly for the final time. Mm-hmm. At the Roval.
4: Mm-hmm. Very well.
2: Which I'm a fan of. Mm-hmm. Because that track has done so much better with the new car. Like, you just need to race on the actual oval. Yeah. We don't need to have all these road courses when the road courses produce awful racing. Kind of like the short tracks.
6: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: But, again, according to the rumor... The Iowa track is the only new track on the schedule, which means they will not be going to Montreal. They will not be adding a dirt track. Nothing like that. Mm -hmm. So the 2024 schedule may be a little tame. It may have dates moved. But as far as adding new tracks, Iowa will be the only one added, it sounds like. And 2025 is when they're looking at having major wholesale changes to the schedule. Mm -hmm. Because 2025, depending... Maybe we'll figure out what's happening out in California with the California track where they sold all the land to it and
4: yeah, right. it was
2: supposed to be a short track and nothing has happened in the, they were there in February and there has been no work done to it. So that mm. makes me think nothing is going to happen to it and it's Probably just going to be sold and, and that track will just go away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just sad.
4: Probably not. So. Yep.
2: Cause that's it, one of the newer ones. That in Chicago, you know, Chicago and and Chicago was built in two thousand one, and it's mm. not being used. And uh, California was built in ninety seven, and it's now done. So mm. all these newer tracks, the newest track that's on the schedule that was built was Coda, but it wasn't built for NASCAR. The newest NASCAR purposely built track is Kansas, which was built in two
4: thousand one. Mm. Two thousand one. Yep. Recent, recent track. That's the
2: most recent purposely built NASCAR track.
4: Mm Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
2: We we need need some new tracks, Travis is what I'm trying to get at.
4: I think so. Because all the
2: old ones are are being taken away, and the new ones are not being used, and we're running out of tracks.
4: It seems like it.
2: That's why we're having to do street courses. (laughs) Put dirt on things,
4: Hmm. because
2: we don't know how to make the current tracks we have work, so... Figure it out, NASCAR.
4: Figure Let's it go. out. Figure it out. Make it happen.
2: Also, uh, there will be a new team running part time in NASCAR with the guy that you picked for the Indy Road course, uh, the Balaki, B- 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 I think is, it was his name. I don't remember. Like you picked him. It was the only race he ran, but because of that one race they're now in, uh, gonna do some nascar racing next year
4: Ooh, there so you go one of a job pick him
2: more travis
4: yeah there you go one of a job yes maybe we'll see him in the and playoffs he
2: 31st last year oh he's not doing the whole schedule he's probably just gonna uh, do the road courses he's a road course guy Ah, uh, well coming from like the supercars him and uh svg now svg is going to be doing more races next year he signed with Trackhouse, so he's not mm. doing the whole cups schedule he's doing like arca and truck and xfinity and cup and like dirt and like everything
4: Mm, gotcha Uh, whatever seems like a lot a lot on the plate there
2: i mean hey if you're moving your whole family from australia to here you better stay busy because if i was a significant other i'd be like i'm uprooting my whole family so you can go do this race thing You better be really good and winning lots of things, Mm
4: -hmm. not
2: be known as the street course guy.
4: Yeah, better bring home some trophies. That's right. (laughs) All right, so uh, that will do it here for today's show, and we'll be uh, back for you tomorrow. We'll be uh, back recapping those postseason games from uh, baseball and more coaches as well. And until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace out.